So Boeing, uh, they make planes. They're developing a new onboard Wi-Fi system. They wanted to test it. They don't want to put a bunch of humans in the plane. So, so what do you do? Adam from Boeing joins us now. So, Adam, how'd you do it? Well, the, the testing that we did uh, to, to verify a, a Wi-Fi, or actually really any signal test, was validated with potatoes, so lots of potatoes, 20,000 pounds of them. And um, we, we took uh, those potatoes down to a DC-10, a mothball DC-10, wasn't ever going to fly again, that was sitting down in the desert in Arizona. And we, we put the potatoes on board the airplane, did a very long battery of tests, about two weeks long, uh, taking all sorts of measurements on the airplane and got some great data. And with that data, we essentially developed a brand new way to test signal propagation, which is a fancy way to say how signals bounce around an airplane. Well, so where do the, do the potatoes prefer to sit, on the aisle or in the window? It depends when they book. Yeah, okay. Um, Always. They... they the plane, 150 seats had potatoes, and they essentially mounted them up so they looked a little bit like people. The, the idea was that uh, you can gather data in an empty airplane, but they realized pretty quickly that uh, an empty airplane has a different kind of look when you're talking about how signal moves around than, than a, uh, an airplane full of people. And the closer you can get to people, the better, and that's where the potatoes actually came in. Um, it's not just the shape of the potatoes. It's actually the way they interact with the signal, too. Wait, so how many potatoes does it take to make one person when sitting in one of those seats? Oh, we were just talking about this the other day. Um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's something like nine bags. The, <laughs> the ratio is really a pound to a pound. So a pound of potatoes is oh, wow. roughly equivalent, uh, it, the way it affects the signal, to uh, the, the weight of a person. So 150 pounds of potatoes is 150 pounds worth a person. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, did you guys get any criticism from people saying that those potatoes were taking jobs from, you know, Americans who could sit in the plane? I, <laughs> we've, we, we've heard it hinted at. I, I don't know many people who would want to sit motionless uh, for 10 hours or more on end uh, for two straight weeks in an airplane that's parked on uh, an Arizona desert. So uh, you said how many uh, potatoes in this uh, DC-10? 20,000 pounds. So that, where, did you eat them afterward? <laughs> no, we, we, we didn't, but they were donated to a local food bank. Oh, wow. Why, did you tell them what you'd done to them beforehand? No, we didn't tell them that they were well-connected potatoes or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, were, they were donated with, without an explanation. Wow. Well, that's fascinating uh, and really makes me wonder. It'll give me, you know, I'll pause now before I uh, log on to the wireless on the plane and think of the potatoes that have gone before me. <laughs> that's right. You know, these are some of the luckiest potatoes that you'll ever meet, I suppose. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time. This is fascinating stuff. Hey, thanks for your interest, guys. We appreciate it. This is How to Do Everything. I'm Mike. And I'm Ian. On today's show, we'll tell you how you can keep a conversation going down on the docks. We'll have another Toilet of the Week. Yeah, but but first, uh, Josh, what can we help you with? So I was wondering uh, how I could look cool while uh, kind of standing and you know, waiting for someone. Like uh, you're meeting somebody somewhere. Uh, yeah, meeting at a cafe, but then, you know maybe uh, they're late, so I'd standing, kind of standing near the door, just waiting. You're biding your time. Uh, how do you normally look? It was not cool. I just just <laughs> standing, kind of looking, doing a lot of looking. Yeah, Wait. I tried whistling. That that's my only other idea. Okay. Yeah. That's very casual. That's a casual look. Maybe mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah. What was there? Maybe was there a moment where you realized um, you needed you needed to address this issue? 
Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I, it hit me the other day that I, I was waiting for a friend at a cafe, and I just realized I always just look so uncool whenever I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. So I decided to call you. Yeah. Well, Josh, I think we can help you out with this. We're gonna we're gonna look into it. We'll find an expert. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, he or she will be able to come up with some tips. Okay. Great. All right, so on the line with us now, I think, is the perfect person to answer Josh's question. An icon of cool, Henry Winkler. You know him as the Fonz, or Fonzie. Or maybe, uh, more formally, Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah, Mr. Fonzarelli. From Happy Days. He's also, Henry Winkler is also a star on Arrested Development. This is Henry. We're, uh, we're very excited to talk to you. I want to apologize uh, in advance in case at any point during this conversation I call you Fonz. It's okay. Okay. Well, I think we almost need the Fonz in this situation. Yeah. So, Henry, uh, do you have any ideas for Josh? What's step one? Step one, lean against the wall and put one foot up. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. Two, put your hands in your coat pocket, and or if it's the summertime, in your pants pocket. Okay. Both hands. Okay. Do not smoke. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the, the, the most, that's number three. So number four, I think, is the key. Be authentic. Oh. Cool actually comes from the inside out. Okay, sure. It has nothing to do with what you're doing on the outside trying to put it on. Right. So cool is being yourself. And being yourself is compelling and magnetic uh, and dynamic. And I, I think, you know, there's probably a significant other or a uh, would-be significant other that he wants to look cool for. So, Okay, but, then you know what? Uh, number, there's number five. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't want to have a latte because that really screws up your breath. Oh, yeah. So I would read Tolstoy. Okay. Because <laughs> I think that... If he or she knows who that is, she'll be impressed, and mm-hmm. or he'll be impressed. Uh, if not, the other person will just be overwhelmed by the size of the novel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've kind of described a kind of a James Dean image. I've seen this picture of James Dean where he's leaning against the wall. You have your hands in a pocket, and then you're also holding then a great work of Russian literature. That's what I would do. And you can just hold the literature in between your arm, your upper arm, and your rib cage if your hands are in your pocket. Oh. Okay, sure. So, you know, I, 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 now that I think about it, I think the sheer thickness of the novel will be impressed. And you know how they did in high school? You, you took a magic marker and you wrote your name um, on the, uh, the pages, you know, on the outside of the novel yeah, yeah. along the pages. Sure. You can write happy to see you. Oh. And if you're really good in Russian. Yeah. Which I could never do. So there's kind of a paradox here though because um of course you would find the paradox. <laughs> so he wants uh you know he wants to look cool. Uh your advice which sounds very good to me is you know just be yourself. Yes, that really is the truth. That is the nugget in all of this other crapola. And it seems like uh, a big part of that is uh, not trying to look cool. Like to let go of trying to look cool while trying to look cool is part of looking cool. When you let go of trying to be anything, you are. 
Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, even you know what? And honestly, seriously, yeah. I mean, um, even as an actor, as I learned to let go of trying to be funny or smart or you know great on screen, whatever it was, the more I let that go, the better I became. And I would I I I'm telling you, pennies to donuts. Uh, that would apply to dating. Well, do you do you remember like a moment speaking, you know, as a man, not as an actor, where you were like, you know what, I'm comfortable, I'm not trying anymore. Yes, it happened about fifteen twenty minutes ago. <laughs> it takes uh, for me, for uh, honest to God, for me as a human being, it took an awfully long time to get to that place. Last, when I have one more question for Josh. One of the things that Fonzie did, as you well know and are tired of talking about, he had a catchphrase. He would say, hey. Yes. Would you give any any tips on Josh maybe coming up with something that he could throw out in a desperate moment just to have a cool catchphrase? No. And I'll tell you why. If you're not committed to the catchphrase, if you're, mm. um, uh, if, if you're not, if it doesn't come naturally, yeah. then uh, the, the person is going to look you in the eye, turn on their heels, and go home hungry. Yeah. 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 So that's I'm not a, kidding. That's something to I avoid. I would not try a catchphrase. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Unless you say, good to see you. Henry Winkler, this has been great. Thank you so much. What a wonderful conversation. All right. Let's, uh, let's call Josh back. Yeah. Hey, hey Josh, how you doing? Hey, good. So, uh, so what do you think of, of uh, Henry's advice? Yeah, I... Uh... I, I got it. I'm ready to to wait uh, at a cafe now. Okay. Well, let's 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 practice. Can we ask you to? Um, are you near enough a wall to lean against? Yeah, it? near a wall. Yeah. Okay. I'm right next to one. Can you to... can you lean against it? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm leaning against it now. Oh, all right. Now um, get get your foot up. You got a foot okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Foot's up. We want you to stay on the phone. So maybe just put one hand in 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 a pocket. Do you have pockets? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's in the yeah. Okay, there we go. My hands are back. So, how does that feel? Feels great. You feel cool? Yeah. Well, now wait. We need a book too. Don't forget the book. Yeah. Do you have a book handy? Uh, uh I have you know a notebook. Good. Right, that's fine. Is that yeah. cool? Yeah. That's cool. You're a writer. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last thing then would be the catchphrase, which uh, Henry came up with. Good to see you. How does that sound coming out of how did out of your mouth there, Josh? Yeah, I'll try. Good to see ya. All right. Yeah. I, I try again. Well, yeah, it sounded so, a little, yeah, maybe a little more like relaxed, maybe laid back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to see ya. Okay, that was about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, think about it now. Now you're cool, Josh. How does yeah. cool Josh? See, what does he say when he sees somebody? Okay. Just good to see ya. Yeah, all right. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah. This is sounding okay. good. Okay. Does this feel this? This seems like a cool pose. Do you? Does it feel cool? Are you feeling good? Yeah, it does. It, okay. it does. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in anyone's way. So I like that about it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sometimes I'm in the middle, right near the door. Sometimes the people walk around, so this is nice. Um. Hey, can I ask one more thing? Uh, sure. So, is there is there someone in particular that you want to look cool for at this cafe? Uh, you know, I think I'm now ready to find someone to look cool for. There we go. 
All right. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Josh, uh, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you. I guess we should say uh, good to see you. Good to see you, Josh. Good to see you. Ah, it's getting better every time, man. That's Great. a cool. That's a cool guy who says that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stay cool, Josh. Okay. Thank you guys very much. So you may remember last week we uh, played a song for those of you that that jog while listening to this podcast. And that inspired a letter from another listener, Hanan, to write. He uh, is washing dishes, I guess, as he listens to the show. So uh, those of you washing dishes, this one's for you. I could I could listen to this. Yeah. This would this would get me going on the dishes. Yeah, this is a, I I worry it would pump me up too much and I would just shatter my I would wash them so hard they would shatter. Just go right through the steel. Received at 10:53 a.m. today. I'm Mike and Ian, this is Anton calling from Chicago with a question. Uh, in the movie Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey's character, Lloyd Christmas, is having a fantasy sequence where he tells a joke with the punchline, and she said no, but that's a real nice ski mask. I've always wondered, how would you set up this joke? Thanks. Great question, Anton. Let's see if we can play that scene here. And for those of you that haven't seen the movie, uh, it just cuts right to Jim Carrey. He's just delivering the punchline, and uh, you know, in the movie, you never get to hear the setup. So he said, do you love me? And she says, no, but that's a real nice ski mask. (laughs) So here's what we want to do. All of you out there, come up with a setup for this joke. Yeah, we'll tell you the punchline again. It's, do you love me? No, but that's a really nice ski mask. Yeah, yeah. So come up with a setup for that joke. Uh, Email it to us at howto at npr. Or give us a call and leave us a voicemail at our 1-800 number, which is 1-800-GAGAX-5. Yeah, and please, if you do that, remember to leave some contact info. So we're going to do this for a few weeks, and uh, we will pick a winner. You'll get a prize. We don't know what that is yet. So to get us started, uh, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Do you have any ideas for Anton? Um, uh, Hi, honey. I just got a part in... uh, uh, a slasher film. Um, I'm so glad uh, I finally got that part. Do you love me? Yeah, that, okay. I mean that's uh, more of a it's more of a love story than. Look, yeah. If I mean, you don't like the, the setup to the joke, I didn't come up with the punchline. Yeah, you did. Right. You presented me with this. It kills though. The joke kills. Right. People, I mean, they're loving it. I got I got a better one. Okay. okay. Right, right, right. I know we just met online. This is our first date. Do you love me? That's yeah. a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Some kind of online dating thing, and he showed up with a ski mask. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, Fred Armisen, thank you for your time. Thank you. Fred Armisen, uh, of course, stars on Saturday Night Live and uh, Portlandia, which starts up again January 4th on the IFC Network, 9, 10 Central. This is the final week that we have intern Leah Menzer around. Mm -hmm. Which means uh, there's only going to be one episode in her series, Nautical Notes. Welcome to Nautical Notes. All the news that's fit to float or to sink. 
This is Nautical Notes, the wettest minute on radio, and your only comprehensive source for sea news. This week. A little girl's dream of one day becoming a dolphin trainer was shattered. While feeding a dolphin at SeaWorld, eight-year-old Jillian Thomas's hand was bitten off. It wasn't actually bitten off, but that would be frightening. It was definitely kind of swollen, though. It, like, it really, really hurt. Jillian may be reconsidering her vocational choices, but her family is not reconsidering their dolphin faith. Two nights we prayed for the dolphin. Also, this week. The 13th annual Deep Sea Biology Symposium wraps up in New Zealand. And what's the big news? Well, there's the new Deep Sea Taxonomy app, iDeep, and we should definitely be worried about how much trash is at the bottom of the ocean. But most importantly, James Cameron finally admitted that he had fathered a brood of squid. They had your face, James. We all knew it. That was Nautical Notes, edited, produced, and written by our intern this week, Leah Menzer. All right, we're still collecting your Toilet of the Week nominations. Uh, Today's comes to you via this voicemail. My name is Julia Volick, and I live in Helena, Montana, and I heard your podcast about toilets, and I wanted to call and tell you about one in Helena, Montana. At the Lewis and Clark Brewery in the men's bathroom, they pee into kegs. Um, I went in there just once to look at it after I was told, and from what I remember, the kegs are like cut, and that's what you—that's what the men pee in. It's a pretty cool bathroom. Um, however, I have not used it myself. Thanks so much for your show. Hi. All right, Julia. Congratulations. You have our toilet of the week. That does it for today's show. What we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned something that I'm maybe not surprised to know, but I did learn that being cool comes from within. Yeah. But I learned that Fonzie was cool in spite of his catchphrase. He didn't need the catchphrase. How long do you think it took Fonzie uh, when he was like little Fonzie, yeah. like Fonzie Jr.? How long do you think it took him to say the alphabet? It it just... took, yeah, it probably took a really long. A. Yeah. He must have had terrible grades. B. You think when he was coming, See. like that? I mean, I learned that we are uh, we are basically uh, potatoes. We are in every way we are equivalent to potatoes. That still doesn't make sense to me. The worst is, though is when um, you're on a plane and you're sitting next to a sack of potatoes and they just they won't stop talking to you Ugh. and you're like I I have my headphones on. Most of your stories are about dirt. By the time and, you met a shovel. I'm clearly reading the Sky Mall. Just please leave me alone. Where? How is it that he's, he still t- has an arm on the armrest? How to Do Everything is produced by Blythe Hega with technical direction from Lorna White. Want to say goodbye to our intern this week, Leah Menzer. Sail on, Leah. Sail on. Send us your questions at howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Good to see you.